engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Liftoff on Apollo 11. Neil Armstrong reporting the roll and pitch program, which puts Apollo 11 on a proper heading. FM. This is The Void Show. Thank you so much for tuning in with us today. I really hope you've been having a great week. I'm so excited. I'm really looking forward to today's show. Uh, I'm really yearning to learn more about asteroids. I mean, you surely have seen what we're discussing today. Uh, We are speaking about asteroids. Finally, on The Void Show, we get to discuss these uh, weird-shaped bodies eh, in space <laughs> these uh, uh, potato shaped space uh, rocky bodies we finally get to discuss them i mean literally if you just go on a search engine and you want to see what asteroids look like you're going to reach a conclusion that these pretty much look like you know uh, these are just randomized uh, space rocky bodies eh? and interestingly you find out that the word asteroid um, we are using it as an English word today, but you find out that it was derived from the Greeks, and it means a star-like. Uh, it means star-like. You would remember that uh, the proper word astron means a star. So asteroids, it means what? It means a star-like. And it's pretty much fair to think that perhaps back in time, uh, uh, these objects were thought to be stars. Uh, because when you're on Earth, Anything and everything that you see across the heavens pretty much look like stars. So why not name them after stars? Hey, <laughs> I mean, we've got stars there. We've got planets there. We've got asteroids. We've got comets. But when you're on Earth, I mean, all of them look like stars. Hey, so even all these other ones, why not just name them after stars? Hey, so it's, it's, it's quite fair to, to think like that. And hence we have uh, studies like astronomy, astrophysics, uh, you know, uh, astronauts. All of them have this common part of a word, astron. And you might want to agree that it's because they are highly related to either the study of stars or to stars themselves. Hey, so but today we're not going to be speaking about that. We're going to be speaking about asteroids. Okay, these are space rocky uh, bodies, really small. They, they they're pretty small. Hey, so so this is the virtual on Active FM. As all of us keep saying, radio has never been better. I am Andrew, and I am your show host of all time now you see our solar system pretty much makes home to these rocky space bodies hey eh? um you find a lot of them in a region we call asteroid belt okay and this region is uh uh, uh between the orbits of uh planet mars and planet jupiter you find a lot of them there okay but um, not only there, some actually make their way uh, beyond Jupiter's orbit, hey? beyond Jupiter's orbit. So I'm going to tell you a very interesting story, and you want to hear this. It's really a very interesting story on how asteroids were discovered, okay? Now, you see, back in time, back in time, this was around your 18th century, okay? Yeah, 18th century. That's like uh, from uh, 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 1700s to, to 1800s, okay? around that time. Now, there was a German astronomer, right? There was a German astronomer, uh, and he proposed the law, okay? He proposed the law, and this law was named after him, and this usually happens in the scientific world. Um, If somebody proposes something and it works, 
we name it after them in their honor, right? Or just to respect uh, the work that they did or the time that they, you know, uh, are devoted into studying or putting this law into place, okay? So this German astronomer's name was uh, Johann Elet Bod, okay? Johann Elet Bod. <laughs> Uh, and and the law that he proposed was named Bod's law, obviously after him, right? The laws of gravity, what do we call them? We call them Newton's, you know, Newton's universal law of gravity, right? It's it's named after Newton, the, the person who uh, did not really come up with the law, but who just saw it happening and say, okay, we can put some meds there, right? So we can just say he came up with everything, right? We know gravity because of Sir Isaac Newton, right? So, so, so there was just German astronomer and he came up with this law. So right after this, I'm going to be telling you what law did he come with, if it worked, if it did not work, and how does this law relate with us speaking about asteroids. Make sure that you stay tuned. we go right <laughs> now uh here's this german astronomer johann elet board in 1772 coming up with a law and uh, his law is widely accepted by astronomers right so we name the law after him because it seems to be working right and and so far so good uh, uh, uh i'll tell you what his law said okay so we we, we we could use his law to basically uh, uh, predict the relative distances of planets from the sun. Did you get that? So we could use his law to estimate or to predict roughly an estimate of planets' distances or of the distance of planets away from the sun. So you can think of his law like this. It was this formulaic, this uh, 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 mathematical formulaic prediction of of uh, the distances of planets away from the sun. So what it basically said was that, or, or this is actually what it depended on. It depended on the fact that, uh, you know, the further you go away from the sun, uh, the more and more widely planetary paths uh, become. Okay, the more and more widely uh, planetary paths become. And so he was like, okay, um, so the further away you go from the sun, each planet that you find must be twice as far away from the sun than the planet before it. Did you get that? So, uh, for example, 
Uh, the first planet uh, away from the sun is Mercury. The second one is Venus. So uh, he would be like, okay, Venus is twice away from the sun as Mercury is. So that's what his law says. Quite interestingly and quite surprisingly, today we know that Ball's law was basically based on coincidences. Unfortunately. Yeah. It was just based on uh, a coincidence. And, you know, in fact, his law does not at all apply to, 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 to finding or to predicting the distances of, of your planets like uh, your Neptune, okay? Uh, 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 even Pluto at the time, as it was called a planet, it, his law could not work. And so, you see, in the scientific world, we, we're speaking about if it's a law, it's, it, it should be universal. It should apply everywhere, right? Whether you believe it or whether you don't believe it, if it's a scientific law, it should apply. So his law did not apply, and it was widely accepted by astronomers, okay? Right? Uh, so we, we, we uh, and actually, uh, we, we can actually say that uh, while it worked to some cases to give those rough estimates of their distances, we can say, and actually, this is this is the point that I'm trying to drive home is 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 the one of the question on how the planets were read. I mean, how asteroids were really discovered for the first time. Okay, now while this law could work for some time, there was a big flaw in Bell's law. There was like a huge and a big flaw in Bell's law. Now, Bell's law, while they were predicting distances to the planets found this huge gap that's between planet Mars and Jupiter. And it was difficult to explain this by Ball's law. I mean, it, it, it could not explain why there's such a huge gap between planet Mars and Jupiter. Now, remember when we started the show, we spoke about uh, 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 between the orbits of planet Mars and planet Jupiter. That's where, uh, you know, uh, great amounts of asteroids lie okay and hence that region is called the asteroid belt so 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 Bohr's law works fine but it cannot now explain this apparent gap that is seen between planet mars and jupiter okay so that's a flaw it cannot explain what's happening there and it cannot give account for that okay now so, because of this, astronomers at the time, uh, like 18th century, they came to the conclusion that, okay, um, here's a problem. And, I mean, we can only assume that there must be a planet here that, I don't know, it, 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 it somehow hides itself. Or maybe we have just not yet discovered it. But there must be a planet here. There's no way that there's not going to be a planet here. That's the conclusion that they reached. And, actually... Uh, you'd be surprised that towards the end of that 18th century, there was a group of astronomers, an association of astronomers, you know, who who, who devoted their time into, you know, uh, the purpose of hunting that uh, planet. Actually, that uh, planet that they thought was there and they had not yet discovered it was called the missing planet. They was called what? the missing planet and so they thought oh maybe the planet is too small you know uh, i mean if it's not small there's no way that it we, we could not have discovered it okay so so far so good 
right? <laughs> because now you've got this group of astronomers now uh, searching for this missing planet. So uh, for years, years passed by, years passed by uh, with uh, no luck. Now, in the early... By the way, the story continues, okay? The story continues. Now, in the early 19th century, okay? In the early 19th century, and the year was actually uh, 19, uh, 1801, right? It was actually 1801. Now you find an astronomer, uh, uh, and, and this is uh, well, this was an Italian. I cannot speak now. Uh, this was an Italian astronomer. Okay, you find this uh, Italian astronomer. Okay, and this was in January 1801. Now, right? And 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 by the way, um um uh, uh his name is uh, Piazzi. Biazi, okay, so you find him, uh, 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 and, and guess who finds this missing planet now, or this missing body in that space? It, it's this Italian astronomer, and you know, uh, surprisingly, yeah, uh, it's it's he, he was not so so Piazzi was not looking for the planet, okay. So I'll tell you what he was doing. Uh, Piazzi is this Italian astronomer, and in in eighteen o one, what he was basically doing was to just. Uh, uh, so his purpose was to just make a catalog of stars, okay, of uh, fixed stars. I mean, we would know that stars don't, you know, really change their, their positions relative to each other. So what he wanted to do, he was to make a beautiful chart of stars, okay? He wanted to make a beautiful chart of stars. And so what he would do, um, 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 and his method was actually a good one, quite an accurate one, right, for mapping the sky. Uh, what, what, what he did was to map the sky, to map the sky of the stars by basically determining the relative positions of stars um, within a, a, a given, you know, uh, w within a given area on a number of successive occasions. So, uh, uh, this is what he would do. He, he would look at a certain area of the sky and on successive occasions uh, map down the fixed stars, okay? Uh, uh, the fixed stars. Obviously, stars would not have to change their relative position. So, for example, if a star in that fixed area of the sky that he looked moved in relation to its neighbors, it was obviously not a star at all. Okay, because he knew that stars basically remained in their fixed positions. So he, he would look at a fixed uh, area of the sky and he would, he, on, on successive occasions, he would map down what he saw. And obviously those stars had to remain the way they are in those fixed positions in order for them to be stars. Otherwise, if any object appeared there and it appeared to be moving relative to its neighbors, that was obviously the star, right? But it was some sort of a heavenly body. I don't know, a planet, a comet, or, or, or really anything, okay? So, 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 by the time this Italian astronomer Piazza uh, 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 discovers this missing body, he had actually, quite surprisingly, uh, mapped more than, like, 150 areas of, of the sky, okay? He had done that. Now, right, now, now, again, uh, uh, an interesting thing that he sees is that okay he, he he takes he takes his maps of 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 the same area and actually this was towards the constellation of Taurus okay constellation of Taurus it was towards the constellation of Taurus and so he he takes these uh, 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 successive maps right and he wants to check now 
he discovers a certain small star within that constellation. So as he puts down all these uh, mappings uh, next to each other, he notices that there's a body, man. There's a body that seems to be moving here. There's some sort of a star that changed its position on these successive mappings. Hey, he sees this and he suspected that the star, he, he, he actually, he, he knew that it was not a star. So when he traced the movement of this body that he found, he decided that it was the same planet that so many astronomers had been searching for. Because he traced the movement of this body, right? So if he traced the movement of the body, he sees that, okay, I mean, it's, it's pretty much looking like it's moving across the, the asteroid belt. Hey, the, 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 you know, the orbits between the, the, between the space between Mars and Jupiter. He traced the movements and he sees that, oh my goodness, this is probably the same very planet that astronomers had been searching for. Here's a beautiful gem by uh, uh, saying to you another dimension. Enjoy it right after this. We'll be speaking more about asteroids. Another dimension. dimension playing on a radio station that is active fm thank you so much for still being here 
Uh, uh, if you are still here, it means you are really enjoying our show today. And of course, we are still speaking about asteroids, these potato-shaped weird space bodies. Eh? We're learning about them. And and um, uh, uh, before this beautiful gem, we really did mention on how the very first uh, asteroid was uh, found uh, or was discovered by the Italian uh, astronomer, right, uh, P. Yazi, okay, and so remember what he did. Uh, so on successive occasions, he would look in one part area of the sky, and he would literally map down what he saw. Okay, he would literally map down what he saw. So obviously, stars don't really change their fixed positions according to what he knew, and so he worked based on his belief or on what he knew that stars don't really change their fixed positions. So there was some sort of a body. If there was some sort of a body that appeared to be changing the position on successive occasions as he dotted the sky, uh, as it moved relative to the stars, that would mean uh, that's probably not a star, okay? It's probably not a star. Maybe a certain uh, 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 heavenly body, a planet, a comet, or an asteroid, as in this case, okay? Right. So, so unfortunately, uh, Piazzi fell ill, okay? He fell ill before he had the time to actually observe uh, this new heavenly body that he suddenly found, okay? And actually, he lost it, uh, not he lost it, but he lost the view of it for uh, for some time, okay? But um, a great thing is that um, there was a young mathematician uh, uh, from Germany as well who heard of Piazzi's discovery, okay? So, I mean, he was a mathematician, and, uh, I mean, mathematicians use methods of mathematics. Uh, he used a, a certain new method, right, in mathematics that determined planetary orbits, right? And using that new method, he was able to calculate the path of that uh, supposed uh, planet, you know, that missing planet that astronomers have been searching uh, uh, all the time. So uh, he could, he was able to, 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 to actually calculate the path of that uh, planet in inverted commas, you know, uh, uh, from the few observations that are actually made by, by Piazzi, right? And, and surprisingly, uh, uh, the very same December of that year, Piazzi made only a few observations of this newfound body, right? He looked in a certain region of the sky, and as and and in the background of fixed stars, there was this moving, uh, uh, supposedly in inverted commas, planet, right? And he thought, wow, this is the very same planet that astronomers had been searching for the whole time. So uh, it was a very few observations that he made. Okay, now, now, in in. Now, now, in, in uh, later, I mean, he fell ill, of course, but, 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 I mean, while he fell ill, the word of discovery, right, of that body came known to this young mathematician, and so he calculated that using uh, what he, he had, right, using Biaz's observations. Now, later, that very same year, 1801, um, the body was actually rediscovered again, okay? It was rediscovered again, and they named the body Ceres, okay? They named the body Ceres, and and if you search the history of it, you'd find that it was named after the Roman god of um, 
of agriculture. And I mean, not long after Ceres was rediscovered, uh, 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 astronomers kept discovering more of uh, bodies like this. They kept discovering more of, of bodies like this. You know, in 1802, they discovered a certain body uh, like this one. They named it Pallas. Uh, you know, 1804, they, 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 they discovered uh, um, uh, Juno. They named it Juno. In 1907, they discovered another one that's named uh, uh, Vesta, okay? Now, they realized that, no, man, we can't keep calling these bodies planets because they are really, really, really too small to, you know, to rank fully as, as fully fledged planets, okay? And so... They, they, they were rather given the name uh, minor planets, okay? Also dubbed as planetoids or, or asteroids, as we call them now, okay? So remember, it's Ceres, it's Juno, it's Pallas, it's Vesta, right? Those are actually the first asteroids to be discovered, and they are named the Big Four, among other asteroids, okay? So that's pretty much it on the discovery of asteroids. Now... Uh, uh, and, and, and this is what uh, we're going to end with today. Uh, so you probably, a lot of times, have heard of uh, uh, there's going to be an asteroid, you know, that's 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 approaching Earth. Uh, um, uh, we probably have heard of that a lot of time, hey? There's going to be an asteroid that's going to collide with Earth. Uh, you've heard of that, okay? Now, now, you see, asteroids have never been seen to actually collide with one another. Um, um, so far, okay, they've never been seen to collide with one another. Well, they may have, uh, you know, but but not that we know of. And they've never been seen as well to collide with any other planets, okay. But undoubtedly and surprisingly, in the past they have, okay. And you'd be surprised that at sometimes uh, some asteroids actually cross Earth's orbit. <laughs> they actually cross Earth's orbit. And, you know, I mean, you can just imagine what's going to happen if the Earth was at that point at the time. Uh, I mean, pretty much going to be collide with each other, right? Now, right, so, 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 um, um, it is known that um, as many as, like, probably even more than 1,000 asteroids, you know, uh, actually cross our planet's orbit or our planet's path and and there was a story you might have heard of it that on january uh, 1999 um there was there was you know this a fireball that sort of slammed into uh, canada west canada and it had this great amount of energy you know big amounts of energy and uh, some pieces of them they were recovered and were sent to nasa uh, johnson uh, space center for analysis okay i mean obviously they have to uh, analyze them in some sort of stuff and it is believed that one of the famous collisions may have actually caused the extinction of dinosaurs <laughs> i don't know 565 uh, million years ago that's what's believed by um, a lot of scientists and uh, again a lot of scientists still believe that um uh you know uh uh if 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 there are subsequent uh collisions they actually could even, uh, it's, it's just a lot of story. They, 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 if the subsequent, there are, there, are, there are theories, you know, hypotheses on what could happen. Uh, 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 some scientists believe that uh, 
uh, earth can be covered with uh, dust for long periods of time if, if there's a collision. Earth could be covered with dust for long period of times and you know that would actually cut off sunlight for some periods of time and it would basically wipe out uh, you know a decent number of species right um, um, those are some of the proposed theories as well as to how dinosaurs actually uh, came extinct sort of stuff now um, um, on the origin of asteroids uh, uh, you see astronomers actually believe that um, uh, how do I put this well uh, so so, so, so astronomers believe that while, while planets were forming or when they were formed, uh, asteroids are basically just chunks of cosmic matter that uh, somehow never united to form a planet. You know, like it's just these pieces of matter that that when planets were formed, they they were just they did not form into planets, and so they just you know. Uh, basically uh, swirled around through space and and that, that that's that's pretty much it that's pretty much it for today uh, I, I hope you learned a lot right I hope you learned a lot it was a great time a uh, great story um, uh, now we know how uh, asteroids were discovered uh, we know scientists who were uh, involved in here right we spoke about Johan Alette uh, Bode you know his law <laughs> unfortunately it was based on coincidences and it did not work right on 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 certain instances um we spoke about um, um uh, 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 what are they called these asteroids i really hope you learned a lot and so right after this we'll be closing reactive being reactive is being a people of reaction, people of change, being a movement of young people. It's not just a band, it's not just good music or inspiring words, it's not just catchy, it's life changing. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, Deezer, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Apparently, we have reached the end of the Void Show. Thank you so much for having listened to us. Uh, uh, we really, really appreciate you. Um, we've learned stuff today. Uh, next week, same time, same place. Please do share out the show. Uh, 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 make people learn about asteroids, right? Um, we don't want to keep believing that there's going to be an asteroid that's going to strike Earth sometimes, you know. Uh, just listen to the Void Show, hey? Uh, I'll see you next time, same place. Like what you're listening to? Follow us on Twitter at ActiveFM, Instagram at ActiveFM777, and Facebook at forward slash ActiveFM.